Oh man, what's the story here? After the break in the elevation of the Chagim, how can we leap into life? Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversations for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Here's our host, Menachem Poznanski. Hey, Consciously family, welcome back. It's great to be back. Chagim, happy uh, got that Jack episode out last week. It was over my head since before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, really excited how it came out. Jack did a great job. And uh, grateful to uh, be jumping back in to the seat here at Consciously. Uh, try to do a little bit of an essay today, talk about uh, the story of our journey, and see if we can try to get back in the game after the Chagim, after the break of the Chagim, trying to get back into spiritual living. But first, before we get there, I want to thank you for joining the Consciously Podcast and ask you, if you're new, to subscribe and give us five stars and review on all the places that you get your podcast. I want to invite you to please check us out on social media, Instagram and Facebook, at The Light Revealed. And you can also check out my books, Consciously, Six Steps to Living Vibrantly with Our Creator, and Stepping Out of the Abyss, A Jewish Guide to the 12 Steps. Soon, please God, in the next couple months, We'll be releasing a new book called Acceptance, and I'm really looking forward. I actually just got the first draft of the artwork for it. It's awesome. I'm going to share it soon. I'm just so excited about it. I'm really thankful, excited, thankful, all those things. Uh, if you want to reach out and connect, ask us questions. Love to hear from you. You can reach us on Instagram at The Light Revealed, um, instant message, or uh, you can email us at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org. Okay, so the title of today's episode is We We Are the Story of Our Journey. And stories have been in my mind because over Sukkot, I had an opportunity to to leap um, and swim in the uh, in the new work by my dear friend and mentor, Joey Rosenfeld. Uh, he just wrote a book um, that is a an explanation, a parish on Rabbi Nachman's story of Bitachon. So I've been like swimming there and thinking about it and, you know, it was really, it was a, it was a really nice uh, treat uh, for the, uh, for the Tovim, for the Chagim uh, to have the time to kind of jump in there. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Rabbi Nachman's stories. So Rabbi Nassim Breslover tells us that at some point toward the end of what Rabbi Joey calls the short yet ancient life of Rabbi Nachman, the great master shifted gears in some of the ways that he gave over his teachings. He began to tell stories. Rabbi Nachman began his first story with an odd statement. That's what I kind of focus on today. He said, I was on a journey and I told a story. Now, isn't that an odd way to start a story? Even more so, isn't that an odd way to start a new spiritual initiative? Once we know that nothing the great master Rabbi Nachman said was accidental, we have to try to uncover what the tzaddik was trying to tell us. So in order to unpack and understand a possible meaning of this interesting statement, let's explore the correlation between a journey and a story. There's a common saying in the culture of recovery made famous by the band Aerosmith, life is a journey, not a destination. Now, the euphemism is nice on the ears, but what does it mean? Surely life is headed somewhere. Life ends, and assuming one subscribes to such a belief, we also have a destiny to achieve, uh, something to live up to. Surely, a missionhood. 
surely we have some destination. So what is the wisdom that this euphemism offers? And what might that have to do with Rabbi Nachman of Breslov and how he began telling stories? So for the Jewish people, this time of year, as I mentioned, can be rather challenging. Our summer ends with a bull rush into life. Camp and summer break ends, school begins, and before we blink, we are well into Elul and preparations for Rosh Hashanah. This is followed with a rush into Yom Kippur, and then an absolute blitz into Sukkot. Sukkot is a whirlwind of activity, with the fastest whirl of all coming on Simchat Torah. We turn around, six weeks have passed, the weather has shifted, it's time to leap into next year. It's wild. From three weeks of Chag right back into school and work, looking ahead at the long haul till Hanukkah. Often, the feeling we are left with might be best described as dazed and confused, not sure what is up or down. Did we complete the Chagim or start the new year? What about all the growth and elevation we felt? Is it gone? It surely doesn't feel the same. Where do we go from here? How do we get going? And how do we know where it is we are meant to go? The ancient wisdom of Torah teaches us a truly novel idea that sheds light on all of this. Pneumius Torah invites us to view existence itself as a story, the record of our journey as a planet, as a species, as a people, and as individuals. Who is the teller of this great tale? None other than God himself. The Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh teaches that existence itself is a perpetual tale that God is telling, one he has told, and one that he will tell, all since the beginning of creation. In Parshat Bereshis, we, which always corresponds to the week that follows Sukkot, we learn of the ten utterances through which God forms this world, shaping the light of his love into the world around us, as well as the objects and organisms that fill it. Based on the passage in Psalms, forever does your word God stand in the heavens and found it in the Medrash, the holy Baal Shem Tov taught that the spiritual genetic code behind all of reality, which literally creates and sustains all things, is the ongoing ever spoken word of God. Any beauty we see in the world, as we have discussed many times on this podcast before, is our inner reaction to beholding in some way the reflection of love that exudes from the word of God, which stands the foundation of everything around us. In fact, the name of every object, organism, and person in the holy language of Hebrew is actually a record of the spiritual underpinnings of that creation. It's underlying spiritual DNA, telling its tale, its destiny, and each each of us representing the words that make up the story of existence itself. Again, who is the one telling the story? God. We, existence itself, is a love story that God is telling, the tale of a journey of every person, of a people, of a species, of a planet, which expresses the innermost desire of its creator to give. If we reflect back on, our, on the recovery euphemism we described earlier, life is a journey, not a destination. Why is that so? Because life is a story. Surely it is a story with an end, with chapters, with sentences, and with individual words, but what's most important is not where the story is getting to, but the meaningfulness it elicits along the way. The nature of a great tale, and the greatest tale is existence itself, is not the way the, tale, the, the story ends. Sometimes great tales, as is the case with many of the stories of Rabbi Nachman, end in a shadow of doubt, or with permission for the listener to imagine what's next. The earmark instead of a great epic tale is not how it ends, but rather the characters it tells of along the way, 
the messages it imparts, which are the containers of great ideals and ideas, the kind which can drive a civilization and shape a culture. The greatness of a great story is the journey it tells about, the odyssey that it brings alive. That's what the euphemism of the culture of recovery captures. That's why it speaks to us. Life, the expression of God's love, God's love that is existence, is the tale of a journey, not the report of a destination. Life is not about getting to heaven. It's about inviting heaven in right now, living in the moment fully with all its ups and downs. The conclusion of the Chagim is not the end of an exercise. Rather, it's the appetizer to a great feast, the beginning of the journey which will be a vital chapter in the epic odyssey of the Jewish people generally and each of us individually. Like every great story, there will be ups and downs, times when we cringe and times when we weep. Yet, as we read over Sukkot in the book of Kohelet, every moment of weeping is a promise of a later moment of joy to come. Every moment of conflict, a promise of peace that has not yet been received. One of the most famous stories in the Talmud tells of a great group of sages that traveling along happened upon the ruins of Jerusalem. Upon visioning the scene of their national destruction, the sages began naturally to weep. However, their colleague Rabbi Akiva began to laugh. Why do you laugh, Akiva? His colleagues asked. Well, why do you cry? He retorted. Why weep? They cried out. How could we not weep upon seeing this great image of downfall and sadness? Rabbi Akiva answered, This scene is why I in fact laugh. For just as the prophets foretold of destruction, they foretold of a redemption. The implication of the great master's teaching is that when we shift our perspective on the nature of a journey, our eyes open to see that what awaits us is a redemption infinitely greater than where we were before the suffering that we've encountered. The beauty of seeing that the story is being told. But practically, what do we do? These are nice ideas, romantic themes, which invite us to see existence as God's love letter to us. But what do we do practically with that? How can we face this time of year with a sense of spiritual fulfillment and a chance for success? The path of drawing nice ideas into the practical starts with stopping to view them as nice ideas. You see, if existence itself is truly a tale told by the greatest of tellers, God himself, a tale of the story of the journey of humanity, of the Jewish people, and of each of us individually, then we should start by listening. When the Creator Himself tells a story, it's surely worth listening. Surely each detail is vital and chock full of meaningfulness and life lessons. Surely each detail of the story has a reason and a purpose, and it behooves us to listen for those messages and be cognizant of a faith in their meaning. Shh, the Creator is telling a story, the only story, the story of the journey that is life. This attitude and perspective invites in two of the most vital elements to a spiritual life and allows us to practice them, trust and curiosity. When we listen to the tale of existence with the ears of Rabbi Akiva, seeing in, seeing in our suffering the promise of a redemption to come, with a curiosity for how that redemption will come, and a faith that surely its promise is there, we begin to experience life spiritually. We can then become active players in the epic odyssey of our lives. You see, when we trust the director's vision and focus in on playing our improv role with a sense of gusto and passion, with a wonder at how the story will play out, 
a childlike wonder for what's next develops, and our experience of the greatest tale shifts. When we live this way, something else happens. A new pathway opens. We reveal our own soul, the chelak elokami mal mamish, the portion of the creator inside of us, and we start to also be the teller of the story as well. What we're talking about here is a shift in context and attitude, a shift in our perspective on how we see our lives. God is a teller of the story, but we are the key players. And there's a sense of improv in that process. And that gives us a sense of free will to decide how we're going to show up to the scenes that the, di- that the director lays out. In that way, our life is a story and a story of our journey. As Rabbi Nachman said, we are on a journey. And so we can begin to tell stories in the way in which we participate in God's telling of our story. Tales that tell of the inner reality of our own being, the meaningfulness of reality, the essence of the essence of the essence of life itself. Have a great week. Thank you for joining the Consciously family. Consciously is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Consciously is made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family in memory of Tzipora Bas Ravaron. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our audio engineer is Alps, and our artwork is by Tani Puz. Our social media team is led by Tehil Nasanian with help from Zoe Poznanski. The assistant to the regional co-host is Shmaya Hanukman, and our music is by Eitan Katz featuring Zush. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please feel free to email us at consciouslythepodcast at gmail.com or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at the Light Review.